And here we are. My name is Cal Brown. And I'm Jack Brown, and this is the Aqua Strength Podcast, where we talk about all things aquatic, performance, and share a little bit of the joy that we get to have in our gym every single day. Before we get into the episode, I want to take a moment to say that this episode is brought to you by Aqua Strength Athletes and Jackton Athletic. These are our two online programs. Aqua Strength Athletes is meant for aquatic athletes, both swimmers and water polo players, who want to take their training to the next level. And then Jackton Athletic is for those who are out in the working world and not necessarily competing anymore, but want to put on some size, gain some strength, feel their best, and train hard. So if you want to check out either of those programs, head to Train Heroic and check out Aqua Strength Performance. Thank you. Hi man, how you doing? I'm pretty nervous. I've been we've been talking about doing a podcast for a pretty long time now, and you were at school and I was busy at home uh, coaching, trying to build a business. So we didn't really get around to it, obviously. And I think we knew as soon as you came home and the new year started, it was like the perfect time to start this. So I, I don't know. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm mean, I'm really excited. Honestly, it's kind of weird that we're actually like sitting here doing this. Um, but yeah, I think all of our phone calls and staying in touch, I mean, we'd be talking on the phone like three, four times a week, sometimes over an hour. I mean, we had a couple that were close to two hours of us just talking about stuff that we wanted to talk about. And that was kind of when we were like, okay, maybe this is something we should do. Like when I'm home and, you know, we kind of get more things figured out. And it's always like since that, it's been something that I'd, I really did want to do. And I'm stoked to just get it going and and figure it out and and hopefully make this something that is of value to other people. Yeah, and, and just to kind of make this clear to anybody listening, um, I work as a trainer and I kind of started off a couple of years ago working with athletes in our area. Um, this is Northern California. Um, and then my younger brother, Cal, just finished up at Cal Poly. So now that we're both home, you know, we work with athletes every single day in my gym and it is, I mean, I don't know if you'd agree with me or not. I think it's like the coolest thing ever. And the training part is fun, but we get to have conversations and talk about sport and life and their training and their school and their families and their friends. And it just takes me back to when I was in middle school and high school and even college. There's so much going on and you're trying to navigate the world. And I think that this podcast and being able to share kind of some of our stories or things that we're talking about in the gym with athletes is a great way to just maybe help others that can't train with us in person. So that's really my goal with the podcast, be able to talk to people and hopefully be a resource because I know when I was younger, I mean, even today, um, I could always use a little bit of help and I think podcasts have been an amazing tool for me. So just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. And, and going off what you said about the gym every day and, and me finally being home. It's, it's kind of bizarre because, you know, you would call me and and talk to me and say, "I, I can't believe this is my life. Like, this is the best thing ever. Like hanging out with these athletes and, and the training is, is there. The training is good. I think I'm helping them. And, you know, because at the end of the day, like the, the training is, is good. It's, 
something that they come and do they enjoy it but the real thing is whether they know it or not is that is this environment that we've built in the gym and, and the kids come and they're happy and they smile and they talk to each other and we care about them and we ask them about them and a lot of times I think that they don't have that throughout their day they're just being told things to do whether they're at school at practice maybe at home so it's it's really cool to see them open up and be comfortable and be themselves and thrive in an environment so I, I couldn't agree more with what you said about it just being so amazing in there and, and us wanting to spread a little bit of that joy um, through this podcast yeah and, and one thing too that I want to touch on is you know you're going over all the stuff that can stress out a, a high schooler and you're right like there's a lot of stuff in their lives where at school they're being told what to do at practice they're being told what to do and I think in order to be the best athlete possible, you need to be able to be in an environment that you enjoy and you're actually having fun because if you're showing up to practice every single day and it puts you in a bad mood, you don't necessarily want to be there, but it's it's your sport. like It's what you're supposed to do. Um, and then you come to weights and it's just another burden. I don't think you'll be getting much out of that, but we're trying to create an environment where they have so much fun. I mean, my main goal is that we are the best part of their day every day. And yeah, they need to show up. They need to work hard. And I'm going to give them the tools. I'm going to put together the best program possible for them to develop strength and stay healthy and all that good stuff. But I, I want them to walk in and whether they've had a terrible day or a decent day or a good day, I want them to leave with a smile on their face because I think if they're happy, their chances of success or at least getting better are just so much higher. Like they, they need to be happy. Yeah. And all, about the training, like it's, it's not that we don't care about it. It's not that we're putting, not putting time into it. Like both of us are every day. Like we, we love that stuff. That stuff is interesting to us. We're learning. We're looking at people who are also doing this, watching videos, listening to podcasts, you know, we, both got a degree in kinesiology and we like that stuff to us is is what we love but you know it started out with that it started out with the science stuff it started out with okay well what's better for these athletes what's good and it's turned into okay yeah that can be what we're giving them but it's so much more like that's what we've realized it's just become this amazing environment and yeah they're in there lifting and you know does it matter whether they're squatting or doing a different variation like for them probably no if they're having a good time then that's then that's the best like and i think any trainer or person who works with athletes or clients has probably at some point kind of come to that conclusion and you know like when i was at cal poly it is a little bit different and that was okay with me because i enjoy the actual training aspect and I love it and I think it's amazing because I am interested in that sort of thing and learning about that realm and figuring out what's going to produce the best results but here that's that's our side that's what we're working on behind the scenes because most of the athletes probably don't really care that much about that they care what they're doing about what they're doing at their sport practice but at the end of the day, these kids come to us because we make a, a good impact on their lives. And I think we can tell that 
just by the way they walk in the door. I mean, I, I love seeing these these kids every day. I mean, I've only been home for a couple of weeks. Before that, I was in and out, but it's just it's been so much fun. And when I see them, I'm in a better mood, and it just makes doing the job so much easier. So I think you kind of had this quote. I don't even remember exactly how you said it, but you were like, "Yeah, we're a gym on the side." but we're a fun a fun enjoyment filled environment like for these athletes to feel good for you know at least an hour in their day uh because if they're not getting that at school if they're not getting it at their sport practice if they're not getting it at home you know you you can't be dragging for 24 hours in a day so if we could provide an hour of them at their best we give them the environment for them to succeed, to be happy, to be good people, to have friends, to have a safe place where they feel like they can talk about things, um, then that's a win for us. And, you know, maybe we didn't see that this was going to be that, but it is now. And I think we fully embraced it and it's, it's just so special. And, you know, we can say that it's special and try and explain that to people, but it's one thing to be in there and to feel it and to be rocking when things are vibing and and people are having a good time and and yeah whoo yeah that's it right there uh i want to ask you i want to i kind of want to get right into this well not right into it now that we're several minutes in but since you've been home what do you think of the gym like you know you saw me back when i was driving around house to house um taking my car from you know one spot to another all day long. Like I was hitting seven, eight houses a day working with athletes in their backyards. Um, and then all of a sudden we're training people out of our dad's garage. Um, now we actually get to use a warehouse space, which is absolutely amazing. But now you're home full time and you're seeing it. Like, what do you think? And where should we be going from here? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, you know, being at Cal Poly and working in the strength and conditioning room there with some of the teams, like I said before, was a lot of fun because I do enjoy the training aspect, obviously. I mean, it's what I studied. It's what you studied. It's what we love to talk about. Um, finding the best things or best ways to help athletes to get better, um, you know, in the gym. And that's what a lot of it was at Cal Poly. It was, it was that. What are we doing? How many reps? How many sets? can we make this perfect? Um, and now that I'm, I'm home and you know, I'd be, I'd be talking to you on the phone and I remember asking you questions like, Oh, what are, what are they doing? And you would tell me, but it was always, but, but they're having such a good time. Like I leave here and it's, it's more than that. It's more than that. And I would be like, yeah, yeah, totally. And you know, I'd be bouncing back and forth when I'd be home for breaks, I'd be in there and I would see it and I would, I would understand what you're saying, but now I'm here and I'm living it with you. And I'm not just saying that like it, I mean, everyone has a day of work that maybe they don't really want to show up to. And I've only been working for a couple weeks and, you know, I've been here other times. There's times where I'm like, okay, yeah, it's time to go to the gym, but I forget how much fun it is. Like, it's just actually fun. Like I pull up and the kids walk in and maybe some of them are quiet at the start too, like kind of having an iffy day. I don't know. We don't know what's going on at school or at home or whatever else. But by the end of it, they're smiling. They're laughing. We're talking with them. Like the the walls come down. It's 
it's just been so much fun. And there's been a couple times where you've asked me like, Hey, is this really what you want to do? Like, it's, it's fine. If, if you don't, I know we've been planning on, you know, like when you get home from school, you'll be rocking with me. Like we'll be doing this together now and, and we'll have this thing to build, you know, building off of what you've already done over these last few years. And, and you just asked me honestly, like, is this what you want to do? And I always thought it was what I wanted to do. And now that I've been here and had these two weeks and, well, I guess a little bit more than two weeks now, it, it's just confirmed it. Like I, I believe in this so much. Like it's unbelievable. Like, like how you would call me, like I picture myself in your shoes. If I had a little brother who was at school right now, like I'd be calling him after work and telling him like, you, you wouldn't believe what just happened. And to other people, it may just seem like a normal day and a gym training athletes, but yeah, it really is. It's more, and it's so special. And I just, I, I, I want it to reach more people. I want more people to feel the joy that we feel that the athletes feel, um, this amazing environment that we've built and yeah, I guess. So the answer to your question is, yeah, I do. I do want to do this and it's been a lot of fun. So let's keep it rolling. Yeah, I'm glad, man. I'm glad to hear that. And just for, for everyone out there listening, um, this podcast, I mean, I want to talk about all things, you know, in the aquatic world. I want to talk about swimming. I want to talk about water polo, um, even artistic swimming or, you know, anything. Um, and at some point we'll have people come on and, and we'll pick their brains about it too. But the pool has been a place that I've cherished my entire life. And since I was, you know, four or five years old, I've been in the water um, I, I, will, I won't say I was the best athlete. Like I was, I was all right. But as soon as training came into my life and I'm talking about strength training, the beginning of high school, I was like, Whoa, like I've loved the pool. I might love this even more. And I think that often tends to be the case with athletes who maybe aren't the best athletes. Like I think it's now that I've been in a weight room so long, I can kind of tell the athletes that really, really love it typically aren't the best athletes and that doesn't mean that the weight room isn't super beneficial for every athlete i mean you need it at a higher level you need to be getting stronger you need to be taking care of your body and it should be a part of your routine but i fell in love with the weight room so much that i mean it's had it's had an incredible impact on my life so in this show we really want to talk about you know both worlds What's the pool like? What are these swimmers going through? Cal can very much relate to the swim side. He was way more of a swimmer than I was. He swam in college. Um, I was more of a water polo player. I played growing up year round. I played club at Cal Poly. I then played uh, for the junior college back home after college because I thought that I might go to physical therapy school. And now I coach water polo for a club in the East Bay and I absolutely love it. And that, that water polo side will never leave. Like it's always in my mind. I'm always thinking about it. It's fun to be around whether I'm playing or I'm coaching. And then the strength and performance side, it's just amazing to see how, like Cal was saying, you know, yeah, they can get stronger. They can get more powerful. You can see all the benefits of strength training, but the way I see strength training is it can take an athlete who has very little, maybe no confidence at all and make them so much more confident in such a short time. And now that I've been doing this for four, almost five years, 
there's a couple kids that I was working with in, I think they were in seventh or maybe going into eighth grade. And now they're finishing up high school. Like they're seniors. They're going to graduate this year, 2024. Crazy trying to wrap my head around that, how fast time flies. And they are just completely different people than they were four or five years ago. I mean, their confidence is through the roof. Um, something that I'm, I'm super stoked about is that they are now able to walk into the weight room. I mean, they'll come into training sessions. They'll get going on their own. They'll be warming up, you know, foam rolling, doing whatever their body needs. They'll start to train and I have the whole program out for them. Here's what you're going to do. They know, they know how to read the program. And it's like, we barely even talk about training anymore. I mean, there's a couple kids I see two, three times a week, every single week. And they'll walk in, say, what's up, get to it. And we are talking about life the entire time. And then every now and then I'll cut in and be like, Hey, you know, make sure you're doing this or, Hey, think about that. I'll throw in a coaching cue or, Hey, when we're, when we're doing these reverse lunges today, I need you to emphasize this and that's it. Then they go right back to training. And it's, it's just so neat to me that like, this is an environment where they can come in and they can get what they need while we can be talking about other stuff and their lives and the bigger things. Cause I, I truly believe that, you know, if, if you don't care about the athletes, whether you're a sport coach, a strength coach, whatever your role is, um, if you don't care about them and what's going on, then, you know, why would they ever really want to work hard? But once you do start to care about them and you get to hear about, you know, their lives, well, then they're just going to like work as hard as they possibly can. They're going to dedicate everything to the training, both in the pool and in the weight room. And, and that's where you see the most progress. So yeah, man, it, it is special. Like we, we get to do this. It's super exciting. Um, I, I wanted to ask you now, what do you feel like the biggest, the biggest learning curve is going to be going from working in a college weight room setting to back at home working with middle schoolers and high schoolers primarily? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, first off, I, I love everything you just said. I mean, I'm just really glad that we're doing this because yeah, we were having two hour long phone calls talking about this stuff or when I would be home, we'd be sitting in a room talking about this stuff. And I remember just being like, wow, I wish that was recorded. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun, but going off what you just said, it has been a, a big learning curve because you know, when you're, when I'm, I mean, you have a little bit of experience with this, obviously like from when you were at USC, but when, when I'm in the strength and conditioning room, when I'm with teams coming in, whether I'm helping out or maybe I'm working with a team by myself, um, you know, you're getting anywhere from 10 to 30, you know, depending on the team division one, you know, quality athletes who have probably already been doing strength training for years. You know, obviously there's some freshmen, some years that come in that this is kind of their first time. Um, and you know, you show them the ropes, but even then, you know, they are a division one athlete. They are amazing at their sport. They move well, they're quick learners. Um, they're good at acquiring new skills, learning new techniques. So it, it comes easy to them. I mean, obviously there's some, some technical movements and things that can be hard to learn, but for the most part, you show one of these kids something, I mean, they're probably going to do it better than you on, on the first try that they do it. Um, so, you know, going from that, going from working with, you know, some of the wrestlers at Cal Poly who are just some of the most amazing, phenomenal athletes I've ever seen 
like with my own eyes. It's, it's, it's amazing. Watch how they move to watch how they move, to watch how they do things. Um, and you know, they're in their twenties, you know, they're coming close to being done with college. They're, they're, they're old. They're, you know, not in middle school, not in elementary school, not in high school. They've, they've been in this game for a long time. That's where a little bit of the adjustment has been. But in our gym, it's amazing because the kids who are there want to be there. It's not like the parents are forcing them to come. You know, it's something that they probably found on Instagram or heard about through, you know, their water polo team or their swim team. And they had to come find us. You know, we don't go out and tell people, hey, you should come to our gym or, or this. Like, we want it to be a natural environment. And that's what's so special is that they come because they want to. And because of that, they're learning. Like They want to learn. They want to do this. So it's like I see these kids as, you know, one day they will be these Division One athletes. And, you know, other people are going to be talking how I just was. But for right now, they're so willing to learn and so excited and they enjoy it. And, yeah, sometimes some of it's boring because – you know, some of the basics can be like that, but I mean, yeah, you said it yourself, like watching some of this, like this first full group, you know, that was in seventh or eighth grade and now they're graduating high school. Like they may not know it because it's them and, and they're not watching themselves every day, but like, even just for me coming home every couple months or being here in the summer or now being here, like we've seen what they've become and how they move and their musculature and the athlete they are now and and just everything and obviously that's come from just natural human development but i i think a little bit has to be tied to this environment this this gym and you know them learning new skills and building a base foundation of strength and movement and and things like that and so that's that's kind of where I guess if that answers your question a little bit of the curve has been is you know I'm at Cal Poly I was working with these these people who have you know made it so to speak and here we're working with kids who who want to make it you know they really want to be here and they found us and they come to the gym because they want to not because they're made to um and yeah and it's it's just it's a little bit different and it's better in in a couple senses because you know when we're in the gym at home working with these with these kids and these athletes um it we're in charge essentially like there is no athletic department that is or or coaches of you know these division 1 teams that are are showing you things that they want to be done um so yeah I, it's 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 almost a little bit hard to wrap my head around but it is different it's it's the environment it's the joy it's the discussions it's it gets to be more than strength training whereas at a college you know you're just a coach you know we've talked about like if if you got let go they would have someone in the next day and it would be okay so yeah you you mentioned there how you worked with D1 athletes and how the athletes we're working with now will probably be D1 and that's something that that hit uh, kind of hard for me because I think one of the biggest things in my mind that I try to think about every day is whether these athletes become division one athletes or college athletes or not is almost irrelevant to me now. Like I think when I first got into this, 
my thought was, I want to help these athletes all get to college. And of course I do. Like I, I want to help all these athletes achieve all their goals. But I think that hits close to home for me because when I was in high school, my only goal was to be a, a division one athlete. Um, and there were a couple opportunities at smaller schools and I chose not to, I went to Cal Poly instead, which I'm so thankful I did. Cal Poly was amazing and playing club water polo there was, was phenomenal. I loved it. But then I remember coming home one time from college and asking my old trainer, you know, Hey, can I pop into the gym? And, and his reply was, Oh, well, you're, you're not a college athlete like that. It kind of ends if you're not an athlete anymore. And it hit me really hard, like, okay, well, one, yeah, I, I play a college sport. Like, I'm not a Division One athlete, but I'm, I'm playing club water polo, and we take it really seriously. But two, I was like, <laughs> okay, like, so you don't want to train people that, that aren't at the next level? Like, I, not to throw too much shade. I mean, he, he was an awesome guy, and, like, he was a great trainer. But now that I'm in the same position where – there's a gym space that I get to work with athletes at. I tell these kids all the time, like it's not about whether you make it to college. It's not about whether you become a pro athlete or whatever. They know that once they've trained with me, they can train with me for life. So we have kids that come home from college now all the time. And they're like, Hey, JB, can I pop in? And I'm like, please, I can't wait to see you. Like, it doesn't matter if you're playing a college sport or not. Training's for everybody. Getting better is for everybody. And if you want to work hard, you want to hit a lift and you want to come tell me about your life or, you know, maybe ask me questions about internship opportunities or you're telling me about work or what you've done since leaving high school. I think that's the coolest thing in the world. So that's a really big thing to me. Like, yeah, we're here to help athletes, but it's, it's way bigger than that. And I want to make sure that all the athletes know whether they're going to be an athlete in college or not, you can train, you can get better, you can work on yourself and you can have people that you look up to as mentors or, you know, people that you want to ask questions to that can kind of help guide you. Because, Cal, I mean, you and I have been through it. Like, I remember when I was in high school, I had so many questions and was always looking for guidance. And I had amazing mentors. Like, it doesn't take away from them. I mean, we got two parents that did everything for us. They were the most supportive, most loving parents in the world. Shout out mom and dad. Like, love them. And then I had amazing coaches. Our older brother is an awesome mentor. We have great grandparents, great aunts, great uncles. Like we had this like network of amazing mentors, but there were still things that I didn't know. Like how, you know, getting to college, who should I talk to? What should I do? Or, oh, I'm interested in strength training, but like, how do I do it the right way? Or what could I be doing? How should I be thinking about it? What books should I read? And right now, like, I just want to be that resource for someone. I think we've learned a lot. I don't know it all by any means. I'm always trying to learn, but I want to be able to be the resource that these kids can reach out to and talk to and just get some guidance, whether it's life or strength or their sport. Yeah, absolutely. That, that kind of made me think about something that we've talked about before. Um, you know, we used to talk about you, you learn the best through experience which I, I truly believe in and you and I now like kind of being on the other side of, of swimming and water polo, like, you know, we're not competing anymore. We're not competing to win some meet or some game or get a scholarship or anything like that. We're just doing it now because we love it, but we've, we've had a lot of experiences, you know, the recruiting process, the, the big tournament, the the travel game, the 
the hard training, the not getting the results, you know, that you were expecting or wanted to get. And I, you know, like you said, I, I want to be that resource that in a sense, you know, was missing a little bit. I mean, yeah, we, we had, I mean, yeah, we could touch on the amazing mentors and our family and coaches that we had because we did, but yeah, no matter what, like there is always something that's going to be missing a little bit. And that's because you have to learn it on your own. And I feel like because we had so many of our grounds covered with our mom and dad and our older brother and our grandparents and our aunts and uncles and some of the amazing coaches we had, like the things that we actually learned on our own through experience, the struggles that we had, we really took from because there wasn't many to be completely honest. You know, it was hard. You know, we, you and I both like we, we weren't the, the top swimmer or water polo player we weren't absolutely amazing we weren't you know getting tons of offers and looks and you know things like that like can be difficult it's hard to accept that you know like when you're little you have these dreams and goals and you expect yourself to you know everyone wants to go to Stanford everyone wants to win an NCAA title everyone wants to wants a ring like a championship ring and you do like grow up a little bit and you learn that, you know, that's not going to be everyone and that's fine. And you have to accept that and learn those things. And there's going to be struggles you go through and, and bad meets you have bad games you have and times you feel like, I don't know why I'm doing this or like, is this even for me? And those are the experience you experiences you learn through. And those are the experiences that we learned through. And like I said before, the best way to learn for yourself is through those experiences. And you know that more than anyone. I mean, you used to tell me things when I was going through, you know, struggles with swim or polo or anything. You you would say, hey, relax. It's, it's going to be okay. We would have these discussions. And, you know, obviously I got through it. And did I take your advice at the time? I don't know, maybe a little bit. I tried, but I couldn't see it through your eyes. You had already done it. You know what I mean? And and it took me being on the other side and us having some real conversations being like, yeah, I wish I could have just listened to you because you were right. But I didn't know I had I had no none of that experience. I, I didn't know what was going to happen after all I saw was right now what was in front of me. And when you're, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, it can feel like that is is so much bigger than it is. So. I love being able to give these athletes, these kids, the tools to be filled with joy, to be prepared for those moments, to have us as a resource as, Hey, this is happening. Or, you know, this is being, this is really hard or swims going like this right now, or I'm I'm not playing at my best. And, you know, we're able to, to, you know, give them some insight into the experience. And I want to do my best to, provide them with that experience and the answer before or while they're going through it themselves. Like I don't want them to feel alone. I want to give them the answers. I want to give them the cheat sheet. I want them to not have to struggle maybe as much as, as you or me did like with some of these, some of these things coming to terms with them or, or, or grasping certain situations. And yeah, I 
I know that they, they're ultimately going to have to go through something to learn for themselves. I mean, like we said before, that experience is, is the best teacher. But I do feel like us having those experiences, you know, we're not we're not explaining those to them. We're not trying to allow them to to bypass those. But we're here for them and maybe providing a sense of comfort or, you know, the, the feeling of that they're not alone because we can relate. And just by listening to them and, you know, if they ask or we see it a time that's fit to maybe share a little bit about like something similar that maybe we've gone through. Um, yeah. And just, just helping them in that sense. And that, that is, yeah, that was a pretty long rant right there, but I, I feel like maybe I got my point across. So building on what you just said, um, it took me way too long to realize this as an athlete. In fact, I don't even think I realized this as an athlete, but dissociating from your sport is huge. Like right now I see this with a lot of the kids that we get to work with. What they do, like like swimming or polo, is a lot of who they are. Or at least in their eyes, it's who they are. And I was the exact same way. Like in water polo, I, I thought in middle school and high school, like I want Jack Brown to be known as a water polo player. This is what he does. Uh, he wants to do this in college. You know, like it, it was such a big part of my life. And yeah, when you're 15 and 16, there's not a whole lot in your life besides school and sport if you're an athlete and, and your family and now that I'm 27 like I realize like water polo is something I did it absolutely is not who I was and it's it's not who I am now like there's so many amazing things in my life water polo is just a piece of it and so trying to relay that message like these kids are going to learn that on their own and some of these athletes already get that and it's so special to see like I mean, we work with some really high-level athletes in this area. I'm going to be completely honest. They are extremely good at what they do. There are some phenomenal swimmers, some phenomenal water polo players. We also work with lacrosse athletes and soccer athletes and and several other sports. And they are high-level athletes. And what I've noticed is that a lot of the ones that are the best will be like almost like the least interested. Not Not in a rude way. Like I'm not saying like they don't care. But, like, they might pop in and, and they're talking about, like, you know, what they had for lunch. And then they're talking about staying up way too late last night because they were playing Fortnite. And then, like, what they're going to do with their friends this weekend. And they're kind of bummed they have to go to practice this afternoon because, like, they're just not feeling it. And I think to myself, like, that's so funny because when I was in high school, it was like, don't miss a practice. Don't ever go out. Don't do these things. Like, you need to make sure you're in the best position possible to be the best athlete possible. And, and that's the way my mind was. And then, like, it always confused me in high school when I saw athletes who, in my opinion, seemed to not care as much, which, like, who am I to say that? But, like, it seemed like, yeah, you know, they're not super concerned. And then they go out and have an amazing swim meet or an amazing polo game and score a bunch of goals. And, like, they're the guy. And they're just like, oh, yeah, whatever, just another day. And now now that I'm a little bit more removed, I realize, like, yeah, you're you're going to perform much better when you don't have the weight of the world on your back. And that right there is one of the biggest topics of conversation, especially around big meets and big tournaments, big games that I have with athletes now. And I try to let them do most of the talking, but then I'll throw in some of those points because in a sport like swimming, for example, you could have 
you know, 10, 15, 20 meets a year, whatever it may be where you're competing. And maybe three of those or four of those are your big meets, your shave and taper meets. And the older you get, the less likely you are to have best times throughout the year. Like, yeah, when you're in seventh grade, you know, you're going to be popping your time all the time. And when you're in eighth grade and you're a freshman, you're a sophomore, you're, you're going to be swimming great all the time. Like you're getting stronger, you're getting faster and you're developing. But towards the end of high school, the chances of having a best race, they just go down. Like you can't, you can't always do your absolute best because you're so close to, to being, you know, as fast as you can be. Like everyone has this potential and the closer you get to it, the harder it is to perform. And in a sport where you can just like get fully consumed in, in PRs and, oh, this, oh, I didn't, I didn't get a best time. I swam five race. I didn't get a best time. And, and these kids look so disappointed. And then I'll just ask them like, well, what'd you learn? What'd you get from it? Did you have fun? What's one thing you can take away from the meet? Like, oh, well, I heard the meet was in, you know, Southern California. How was Southern California? What'd you guys do down there? And just talk about other stuff. Because if you, if you think your success is 100% linked to you getting best times or having the best performance ever, like how could you not always be pissed off? You know, and, and I, I, you know, watching you, Cal, being five years apart from you, I remember watching you race in high school and your first year of college. And man, I got to tell you, like, I would get so nervous for you. And I don't think it had anything to do with your time. I was nervous that, like, watching you compete, I was like, shoot, man, like, if he doesn't go a best time here, like, he's going to be bummed. He's going to think he failed. He's going to be worried. You know, he, he might get emotional and like, like he's got to do this. He's got to do this right now. Like, I know you can do it, buddy. You know, and then, yeah, if you didn't go at best time, like watching you, it was heartbreaking. But I was trying to find a way at the time to explain to you, like, dude, that's not who you are. Like maybe next race you'll drop time and, and everything will be great. Or maybe you won't, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter as much as you think. Like you don't do this for the best times. You don't do this to get looks from college coaches. I hope you do this because you enjoy it. And like, if you enjoy the sport, if you enjoy showing up to practice and training and you're striving for a best time, you know, that's, that's where the beauty is. So we get to work with, with all these athletes and the ones that, that carry the weight of the sport on them. I like see myself and I see you immediately and I'm like, okay, like this will be, you know, a fun project. Like, let's talk about this. Let's, if, if you come in super bummed about a tournament that you had and you don't think you played well, like let's dive into that because guess what? There's going to be another tournament next weekend. And if you're still down in the dumps about it, you know, you're not going to play good if you're not in the right mentality. So let's have a conversation. Let's figure out what's actually going on and go into it with like peace of mind and peace of mind that's everything because again like swimming water polo there are things that you can do they're not who you are and it took me way too long to learn that lesson so we need to share that lesson now yeah wow i love i love this and i love all the stuff that you just said because it's it's i feel like it's so relatable like anyone listening can think of that time that they felt that weight or that they put that weight on themselves. And now that they're maybe not in it anymore, they look back and they're like, 
yeah, what was I, you know, it, it wasn't as much as I thought it was. And I, I really like to preach micro versus macro. Like, and that's something I like to talk about with people now. Like pretty much everything is micro and you're right, you know, because of where these athletes might be in their lives. Like it, it seems macro, but it's not. And if we can help them to understand that a little bit more and to almost have, you know, you always say success leaves clues. And that's, that's the most factual statement anyone could say, because we affirmed it ourselves. I mean, we watch these amazing athletes we have now, these ones who are committed to big time schools that are, are going to go do their thing. And you're right. Like it, the experiences we had as, as, as teens and kids playing, you know, club sports, it was affirmed. Like, you know, whether the kid that seemed like he wasn't trying in practice and you're like, well, how, how does he do this in meets? Why is, how is he better than me? Like I'm, I'm working harder or whatever. Like, and, and again, who are we to say that we're working harder or who are we to let our feelings get in the way of, you know, the actual facts, but you know, it's things that, that teenagers and, and kids who are playing sports feel like you compare yourself and you shouldn't, but you do. And that's just reality. And you're right. There's a, there's a, there's a lack of, of, of caring a little bit. It's, it's not that they don't care about what they're doing. It's that they're tomorrow, the sun's going to come up and it's a new day for them to do something great. Like that right there. It's, it's, they understand that that water polo game or that swim meet isn't who they are. They're comfortable with, with themselves and the fact that they have more opportunities to show their greatness. And I, I love how you brought that up. Like, I think that if if kids or teens or athletes who maybe don't have that naturally can can hear that and maybe familiarize themselves with that a little bit and just begin to understand just a tad bit that, you know, it, it is micro versus macro. Macro is, you know, like something terrible. Like you, it's it's bad. A macro is is should be in its own category. It's like losing someone you love, you know, not having a place to live. That's macro. Micro is you not getting a best time in your 50 freestyle. Like, guess what? The sun's coming up tomorrow. You're going to be totally fine. I know that's hard to see, but, but that's just what it is. And I, I just, I I love it. I I just want to do my best. I want to do our best to help these kids understand that and to allow them to put themselves in a position to succeed. Cause at the end of the day, that's all it is. If, if you're doubting yourself and you're pulling up to these opportunities with that doubt in your mind or that weight on your mind, like this, this race defines me, I'm going to show them, you know, it's, it's already probably too late. You just let it be that thing that you love. And yeah. Okay. Now not to change things up too much, but I do want to ask you, uh, there's still this like idea that aquatic athletes shouldn't be strength training shouldn't be lifting they're going to get bulky um things like that now it's not everywhere because i would say in this area most athletes most teams and and a lot of the coaches are pretty comfortable with it now they see their athletes training whether it's with us or somewhere else um, and they're becoming more accustomed to it but there is still you know i still get the occasional email from parents like hey wait like should my swimmer be training or like is it even safe for swimmers to train and i know what my response to that would be now because I've dealt with it so many times. How do you think you would handle it? Like, what would you say? It, 
Well, first, before I answer this, do you want me to answer it as like they're coming to our business to work in AquaStrength, the AquaStrength gym, or do you just mean in general, like how how anyone should answer this? I think we really have our gym covered and I think we know how to handle those conversations and parents don't really come to us unless they want their kids to train with us. So let's say you get a DM on Instagram from someone in a completely different state and they're like, what you're doing is crazy. Swimmers don't lift. Get over yourself. Like something like that. I mean, if it was that rude, you probably wouldn't even bother responding. But you know, if you had a, someone who coaches a team and has a bunch of athletes and you know that they're going to be spreading a message and right now their message is training is bad. How would you go about a conversation like that? Okay. Well, I would touch on a couple of different things. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I'm not the training genius or godfather or anything, but this is what I would say. I would say, look at the best athletes in the world you know, any sport, um, hockey, soccer, football, wrestling, swimming, water polo, volleyball, they are fast. They move incredibly well. Their body moves well. They have control of their limbs. They can jump far. They, they just have this aura. They, they don't even always necessarily look the part but when you watch them do their thing, they they just have that sense of, of ease. And being in a strength training facility, building base foundation of, of strength, of movement, of, yeah, mobility, um, power, that is what helps you to be able to do those things. I'm not saying that because Caleb Dressel lifts weights and does box jumps and, you know, does mobility work, that's why he's the swimmer he is. I do think it plays a factor. I also think he's Caleb Dressel and is a specimen. But it can't be denied when you're looking at the best in each sport and they're doing these things. Like, if I, I've seen people who, who don't train. You know, I, I was, when I was at Cal Poly swimming, my freshman year, we had an amazing senior. He was really fast. Um, he he didn't strength. He would come to weights and roll out and you know stretch a little bit and not train. And that's fine. You know that that's what he believed in. He was already a senior in college. He went with that. Um, but he didn't move well. He was hurt a lot. He always had pains. He had shoulder problems. And I think a lot of those things can be taken care of in the strength training facility. I think that. You can build resilience. I think that you can be strong. I think that you can be an athlete, no matter the sport. I, if you're swimming in a pool, people might say, well, why do you need to jump far? Or why do you need to be fast on land? It's because that stuff is general, and you need to be, in general, a good athlete to be able to perform in your sport and do amazing things. So that's kind of what I would say. Obviously, we could talk about this for hours and touch on a whole different bunch of subjects, but if I was just talking to one person or someone had a question for me, that's kind of you know what I would say. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think I first learned that lesson when I was in uh, my senior year of high school and I got injured and all I was doing was swimming and playing water polo every single day for hours. And at some point my shoulder pain was so bad, like I couldn't even do a full lap. And so I went to see a shoulder doctor who, funny enough, is one of my bosses now with the water polo club, one of the absolute best guys I've ever met. 
And he told me that I needed to go to a physical therapist and get worked on. And then after physical therapy, I needed to move into a strength program. And I was like, wait, what? Like, so there's an issue with my shoulder, but it's not a surgery thing. And it's not a rest thing. You want me to go to physical therapy and then you want me to go train. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's the way. That's how you get better. So I was like, okay. So I went to PT for a little over a year, actually. And during that year, we were able to start a strength program as well, which was completely separate. And the combination of physical therapy, getting my shoulders to move the way they were supposed to move, building that range of motion, taking care of the tissues in my shoulder joint, um, and then moving into a strength facility where we were building full body strength. Like it wasn't about just strengthening my shoulder. I mean, they assessed me and we did everything. It was building my upper body, my lower body, improving my range of motion, developing power. And it was a step-by-step process. Nothing happens overnight. Strength, I mean, it takes weeks, months, years to build. And once I got healthier, and I credit a majority of the health to both the physical therapy and the weight room, I could then train and compete again at the level that I wanted to. In fact, at a higher level. Like, I started racing faster and swim. I started playing at a much higher level in water polo. And that was after, I would say maybe four to six months of training. So now I'm at like the end of my senior year. We're in club polo season. I'm feeling pretty solid. And when I got to college, I think I actually played better my four years of club polo in college than I ever had in high school. And we were only playing at that point three months out of the year. Like college club polo is, is really unique in the sense that at every other college, if you're playing division one, you're training all year long. Like club, that was the thing that did upset me at first we only played three months we had the rest of the year where we would like do you know a couple practices a week maybe for fun and then you come back the next year you grind really hard for three months and compete again and when I was in college now like we'd have the season the season would end and then I would work on my strength and I would go to the pool on my own and the combination of those two things is what kept me getting better in my opinion so I think it's safe to say strength training is super beneficial in terms of health. It can be extremely beneficial in terms of performance, but it's really how you handle it because a lot of people tend to think about bodybuilding or powerlifting when it comes to training, especially a lot of the older people nowadays, you know, whether they're parents or grandparents or just older coaches, they don't have that relationship with strength training where it can be athlete focused and performance focused. Maybe the only thing they ever saw was was a fitness and health magazine where these athletes are just like massive, sorry, not athletes, like where these bodybuilders are just absolutely massive. And they're so big that they think to themselves, you know, how could you swim with a body like that? And that's fair. Like, yeah, if you put on way too much mass and you can't lift your arms above your head, it is not going to be beneficial to swimming or playing water polo or playing almost any team sport for that matter. But what I try to really emphasize now is that the training we provide athletes is 100% about health and performance. And I know a lot of times people say those two things don't mix. And we, we could debate that in a separate episode. But our training is based around getting athletes healthy, improving range of motion, making sure that they can, like Cal said, move their body really well, and then you build strength. And so that's why I want kids starting in seventh grade and in eighth grade. And we start with body weight stuff. We start with isometric holds. We start with hanging. We start with very basic things, getting that athlete to learn how to move their body, control their body, and hold their body in different positions. And if we can develop that strength on land, 
then hopefully that they can get in the pool and feel healthier and be able to use their body better. Because if you're only in the pool all year long, I mean, the overuse injuries and the wear and tear, like it catches up with you real quick. And it's really hard when I get an athlete that comes in who's a junior or a senior and they're coming to me and they're like, hey, my shoulders have been bugging me. Like I wanted to start training. Working with them is a much tougher situation because we need to get them out of pain first and then we need to start developing strength. And they've already built up all these movement restrictions because their body has learned one movement pattern for so long. I mean, if you've been swimming or playing polo for 15 years and then you come into a weight room for the first time, you're going to be very limited. And not to say you can't be worked with, like, we're going to figure something out. We're going to get you going. It's going to take a little while, but we're going to get you healthy. Seventh or an eighth grader comes in and I'm like, hey, we're going to do a couple bodyweight squats and you watch them. And then the next time they come in, they do the same thing, but it looks better. And the third time you have them hold a five pound plate out in front of them, it looks even better. And you're just setting them up for success because you're teaching them how to move, how to control their body. And now when they get to high school, they have the tools that they need to perform and practice at a high level all the time, hopefully without pain. I mean, injuries are, are unavoidable. They will happen at some point and you work around them, you rehab and you get back to sport. But developing that strength at an early age it's it's so powerful. So that's what I would tell parents and that's what I think everyone needs to know. And the athletes that we work with, they see it firsthand. They understand. Like, yeah, I was in a ton of pain. We spent a year or two working in the gym and now we feel amazing in the water. Boom, I see the benefit and they're sold. And and once that's once that's in their mind, they like they they never want to let it go. Yeah. And to tack just to tack one more thing onto that. Um you know, you you just said it right there. When if you've been only swimming laps or passing a ball or playing water polo for the last 10 years, that's a problem. And I think we can all agree that too much of one thing is a bad thing. And that's a fact that I think most people would admit to and accept. Um, but sometimes you turn a blind eye to it. And, you know, at the very base level, all this, like if you want to just look at it from the foundation, you know, strength training is preventing dysfunction. It's it's giving you other movements, other things other than just swimming laps or moving your shoulder in the same pattern or making passes all the time or egg beater with your hips. It's, it's, it's just providing other movement opportunities to strengthen your limbs and your body and other ranges of motions and other movements to allow you to still be able to do those same ones that you're constantly doing. It's like tennis elbow. You can't just be swinging a tennis racket all day, every day. You have to do other things to make sure you don't get those injuries. And yeah, I think if that's the base level explanation you could give to try and help someone um, understand a little bit better. But yeah, I really like everything you just said. Yeah. So thank you so much. Uh, I know today we kind of went back and forth and in the future, at some point we'll have guests on. Like I said, we're going to dive into the aquatic world. We're going to dive into the performance world perhaps even sports psychology. Um, and we got a lot of great stuff planned today. I know it kind of seemed like a lot of ranting and just, you know, that's us, man. I, I, I want to talk about strength and swimming and polo all day long. And Cal and I talk about this on our own often. And we want to, we want to want to create a positive impact on those around us. And it's been such a joy to do so in the gym that we figured, yeah, we want to expand beyond the walls of the gym and we want to offer this to anyone who wants to listen and anyone who might need help. So feel free to reach out to any of or either one of us on Instagram at any point. Cal is at AquaStrengthCB. I am at AquaStrengthPerformance. 
And thanks for listening to us this week. We look forward to, to building this. We'll have more for you.